after like fifth or sixth time, she would just bite me. Fine. Hi everyone, we're back. Uh, I'm C. <laughs> I'm Angelique. Okay, so today's guinea dad podcast is episode eight: guinea pigs fight. You know, if you have more than one guinea pig, which we highly recommend, um, you will often see them quarrel, fight, you know, get on each other's nerves, and uh, hopefully not, but like they might sometimes bite each other. Before we even start the Get into the you know, specifics. I want to tell you guys for people who don't who are not familiar with guinea pigs. Guinea pigs are very social animals, and they're very calm mannered animals. Actually, they're actually I think most calm mannered animals that you're probably going to um, meet. Meaning, I'm not talking about nervousness because they're very nervous, but they're most likely not going to bite you in most cases. So uh, those who those guinea pigs that bite, they are in a special condition, and you know you guys have to. Uh, I I don't want you to be discouraged because uh, someone told you that hamsters bite. You know, yeah. Guinea pigs are a little bit different. Guinea pigs are more mild mannered. Um, you can't control when guinea pigs bite, but you can control why guinea pigs bite, which is why we're having this podcasts in the first place. Yeah, always getting to the root of the problem. That's always kind of what we need to do as the guinea pig parent. So most common reason guinea pigs fight is the establishing the dominance. And you're going to see this uh, when you first have guinea pigs or when you first introduce one guinea pig to the other. And the dominance fight, um, it will be more severe for male guinea pigs than female guinea pigs because male guinea pigs are one to start they're more territorial and they're more they're stronger and they're i would say in many cases their manner is um, a little slightly more aggressive than female is that so, why you chose girls or no uh could be but i've never had male pet i think that happens a lot like i've always had boy or male I'm sure there's people that have that are like girls that have girl pets and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm okay with boy pet or girl pet, but I, I told you guys the story how I adopted guinea pigs for the first time before I think, right? This uh this laboratory in the university, they had like two guinea pigs that were in the lab, but um, for one reason or another, they decided to not keep the lab uh, guinea pigs anymore. Those two became for, you know, were up for adoption. So I heard about it and I wanted to adopt them. But then um, when I kind of decided that I wanted them, um, the one of the lab researchers or the students there who worked there, they decided to you know take the guinea pigs. So they weren't there anymore. So I just, because I wanted guinea pigs already, so I went to get peanut, right? But, um, well, why, why am I saying this? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how do we get on this topic anyways? Uh, no, no, I was gonna say something that's related. And no, then but I how do we get onto this topic though? Yeah, no, that's what I'm trying to think. And, um, I think. <laughs> anyways, when I first got Peanut, you know, Peanut was the, you know, for, was the, First and only guinea pig because I didn't know they had to be together, right? And then when Tofu came in later, joined later, um, maybe because they're female guinea pigs or maybe because Tofu was so small. 
Tofu was like a baby, and actually Pinon was a baby too. So they didn't really fight much. But like six months later, I adopted Dumpling, who was already six months older than Peanut and Tofu. So Dumpling was six, one year old, and Tofu and Peanut were about six months old. When Dumpling joined, they fought like a lot. So uh, Peanut was always the alpha female, even though Tofu stronger than Peanut. Yeah. Um, tofu would um, not mess with Peanut because Peanut's always the big sister. Right? So even though Tofu got bigger and bigger and Peanut always stays small, like Tofu was kind of like uh, like the enforcer in a mob. And then like uh, Peanut was the mob boss, right? And when Dumpling came, Dumpling was bigger than Peanut and about the same size as Tofu, but a little bit smaller than Tofu, right? Dumpling saw Peanut and then maybe she thought she could take Peanut, right? Yeah. And then they would fight all the time. And Peanut has like this feistiness in her, right? And then she was ready to fight. It doesn't matter if she would lose or not. She would just fight back, fight back. So this is where the problem is. When none of the guinea pigs back down, then the problems start happening, right? Yeah. So for me, luckily, there was tofu. So tofu was the problem solver because dumpling kind of was bothering peanut they couldn't you know kind of figure out for a while who's gonna win right who's gonna be the dominant one or the alpha and then she i guess dumpling saw tofu and tofu how tofu always follows peanut around and always listens to peanut and maybe dumpling thought oh maybe i can take her <laughs> so dumpling would keep bothering her and then tofu at first was just completely ignoring dumpling just walking away from her and then one day I think Tofu just popped. Tofu was like, no more. I can't deal with this. So what Tofu did, she literally jumped at least like two feet. Like she, Tofu was here, Dumpling was here. She jumped this high, I'm not even kidding. I was there. She jumped and body slammed Dumpling. Straight up, like body slammed her. And then after that, Dumpling just like went like super low and then didn't want to mess with anyone. That makes sense because you know what's weird is I don't remember Tofu being so like active until like after like Peanut passed away and then like I remember like all of a sudden like she was like really really active and she was like super always, dominant. Yeah she was like super dominant and bossing Dumpling around and like I always thought Dumpling was a more like feisty one but then when like Peanut passed away then she was like a lot more like submissive. Yeah, because like Tofu now thinks, okay, I'm number one. I have nothing to be afraid of now. So Tofu got like very dominant right after Peanut passed away. But so, you know, after this, like indirectly, Peanut became the alpha because Tofu would always follow her and then Tofu beat Dumpling. So Dumpling was always at the bottom. I think like dominance is always a thing and like, thing, and, um, like having like pets because I had two dogs, Roxy and Rex, and they were like both the same age, but they were like male and female. And then I had him for like a very long time and then then uh, we moved with my stepdad and he had a dog too and she was uh, pretty old. So like, like a, a purebred chihuahua. And I don't know if you ever had chihuahuas but they're pretty feisty, feisty. especially if they're purebred. And they're around the same age and like they would always fight. Like the two girls would always, always, always fight. They were always fighting and I had to separate them. I remember one time I tried to separate them and I got bit. But not by my dog, but by his dog. And like it wasn't just like a snap, it, like she bit me and like like held onto my hand for a long time when she let go I was like bleeding so yeah don't separate dogs when they fight but anyways I feel like it's if it's the same sex um, animal they're gonna like fight
like over dominance. So that's something that would happen a lot too with my dogs. I just remember the story. So I told you guys I was volunteering at this rescue center and one of the things that I had to do was I would bring one guinea pig one by one to kind of put them in the same area to see how they interact. And if they're a pretty good fit, then we, the, you know, the person would decide to adopt this guinea pig. This one guinea pig, he was never a problem, right? He was kind of like mild-mannered and whatever. As soon as I put him inside the same area, he would try to like, he would kind of keep jumping on this little baby and then try to like set the dominance but she, he was like really overdoing it to a point that we I, I wanted it to kind of stop right yeah. because I don't want them to start bleeding and whatever because it was like on the verge of this guinea pig biting and bleeding and I it was a, a slow-mo I saw this guinea pig doing the motion and ready to bite yeah right so I was like oh no I, I can't let this guinea pig bite the baby guinea pig so as soon as i saw this like almost like slow slow-mo in my own version i kind of grabbed the the big guinea pig right the big one big one because that was the one trying to bite yeah so i grabbed and then as soon as i grabbed it bit me did it hurt no it started bleeding oh shoot i'm telling you guinea pigs usually don't bite but i can't imagine them biting right they they almost never bite but what happened was this guinea when guinea pig is super stressed about something mm -hmm. so that was a super stressful environment for that big guinea pig right and that's and then it was another guinea pig coming into his own territory to in his mind right yeah. so it was very stressful very angry situation for him so when it's it's that moment guinea pigs will do something that you don't expect when things are getting too serious don't grab any guinea pig instead what you should do is um for me like i had to do that because it was like i, I saw it happen right i had to stop that from happening I, it didn't matter it was gonna bite me but have a blanket ready all the time and then just do it on them as soon as you put the blanket on them because it's like all like um kind of balls what, balls in like empty spaces yeah. Yeah, it falls in empty spaces and kind of covers them. So they're first surprised, but then like all of a sudden calms down. And then because you have a blanket, you can kind of grab them and take them out. So this is like kind of a tip for um, anyone who's trying to introduce a new guinea pig. I feel like also because they can't see each other, so they're like a lot more calmed down. <laughs> yeah, that could be it too. But, um, you know, if you have one guinea pig though, um, you should always not always, but I still highly recommend that you try to get a mate that you know get along. Yeah. And if they don't, even if they don't get along, in my opinion, um, I think there are always ways to make it work. If you look at humans, like some sisters and brothers, they get along really well. Like, and I look at them like, how is that impossible, right? And then like, because back in the days when I was little, my sister and me, like, we would always get into fight. Yeah. Right, but. Even so, even if we do get into fight, you know, we still love each other, right? Yeah. And we always have each other's back. I mean, it's kind of the same for guinea pigs. You know, maybe they're not like born to be like sisters or brothers, but they might fight each other all the time. They might hate each other like on the surface, mm -hmm. but if they spend long enough together, they're gonna love and they can't, you know, be separated. Yeah. 
right? And in order to help that, what we do is, you know, what we're going to kind of get into later is you can always play with some of the variables like the cage size, yeah. the environment, number of heights, number of water bottle, number of like amount of hay or amount of vegetables, amount of like what kind of supplement you give. So there are a lot of variables that you can play around with. Getting back to the guinea pigs fighting, um, some of the dominance behavior that you might, uh, you will need to be alert about are chasing each other, lifting their heads high, teeth chattering, rumbling, mounting, and butt sniffing. You've seen all this with tofu and dumpling, yeah, right? Every single one, right? Yeah. Oh, another thing is when two guinea pigs are fighting, try to not interfere too much. If you, if you have them for like many years like me and if they start fighting, it's okay to go, hey, dumpling, stop. That's fine. Right? But if you're first introducing two guinea pigs and when they start fighting, you have to just let them fight. You only stop it when there's about to be blood drawn or there is blood drawn. Yeah, when it gets like super aggressive. Right. But you have to make sure one guinea pig dominates the other guinea pig. That's the only way there's going to be some sort of peace there. Yeah, like there's like a thin line between like them like showing dominance like fighting well, not really, like, I guess, like showing dominance, like almost like arguing, right. right? And then, like, them like actually fighting, which is like them like leaping onto each other, like drawing blood, um, like full, like force aggression. You can almost see it in like guinea pigs' eyes, like when guinea pigs have that is about to bite and try to hurt the other one, mm -hmm. they have that like harmful intention in their eye. You can almost see it. You can almost see it from their body position too, right? If you guys are like dog owners, previous dog owners like me, you'll kind of know what I mean. Like, for example, um, when I used to have Siberian Husky, I, I have a lot of, I, I don't know if I can see it anymore. I, I used to have a lot of scars from getting bitten by her. It was all my fault. I used to always like kind of mess with her food. So, you know, oh. I, I, th I thought it was fun, but you know, you're not supposed to do that, right? It makes them aggressive, yeah. Yeah, I, I was only a kid, so like when I, when I was, when there is a bowl of food, I would like pretend to give it to her, and then like when she's about to eat, I would like take it away. That's mean. And I would do that like a couple times, and after like fifth or sixth time, she, she would just bite me. Fine. But then I didn't learn, obviously, because I had multiple bites. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I, I always thought that like, it was fun to like play with her, but that, that is something that you don't play with. Anyways, uh, what no. I was meaning to say is, you kind of know, like, with my husky too, you kind of knew, like, she would kind of, pre let's say I'm, I'm here, and I'm the dog, and you know, usually when you're trying to bite, like, playful bite, or kind of bite to warn, she will look at me and then like growl and bite. But when she really wants to hurt me, she will like look down and pretend to not see me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like she's ready to bite, you know it. Like she's not even looking at you, but yeah. she's like kind right, of right, side-eyeing right. you. Yeah, side-eyeing you. If you see that in a guinea pig, then you know they're about to do something bad. So yeah. just watch out. I have, I have actually a story about a dog fight, which was really, really scary for me. I've never seen a dog fight happen before, but I had this dog and his name was Rex. I talked about him on a few uh, podcasts before. Like, he just barely passed away. But he lived a long life, but um, he was actually in a dog fight, but he wasn't like, he didn't start the dog fight. He does this thing where we like, when we go all together, like he'll run outside and then he'll jump in the car. He was about to jump in the car, but then I saw like in the corner of my eye, it was almost like in slow motion, this really big uh, pit bull dog came like running. It ran at him and then picked him up by like the neck. <gasps> 
and he was trying to fight back but he's like a little weenie dog so he couldn't really do much but the dog had him by the neck and like was gripping him really really hard so everybody was like panicking but all my neighbors saw there was like four or five maybe like six people on this dog trying to get this dog off of my dog and the dog's grip was just so hard on my like dog's neck that like it didn't want to let go and then finally like it let go we pulled we pulled my dog off like right away and he was like bleeding like really 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 bad and like it was just like scary because i thought in that moment like he was definitely going to like die luckily he took him to the vet he got he got stitches for a long time and he had like a little tube in his neck and it took him a super long time to heal but he was really like fat so his like fat was like what saved him basically we looked at the x-rays like they were showing us that um the dog's teeth were like super close to his esophagus but he had so much fat that like whatever the dog was gripping it was just all his fat and yeah dog fights can be super scary that's something that just stayed in my head because it was just so like traumatizing that story reminds me of another story but relevant <laughs> to guinea pig so guinea pigs are prey animals right and imagine that was a guinea pig right pitbull to assault you know wiener dog is similar to you know, guinea pig to any other animal, essentially. Well, I, I've heard a lot of horror stories where you know, some people take their guinea pigs to a park and all of a sudden, it's not even a pit bull, it's just normal, like, small-sized dog. They just come and kill a guinea pig. Just like you said, you're not going to be quick enough to protect your guinea pig when things happen. Because then things can happen, like, super quick. Yeah. Right? So you guys have to be careful. You guys have to know the surrounding very well. And another thing is it's not only dogs and other animals that are on foot. It's also the birds. You know, just hawk just can just, or owl or whatever bird, they can just snatch a guinea pig and just fly away. There's nothing you can do once that happens, right? You know, that, that kind of bird, bird situation, it doesn't have to be in a public area too, right? Even if your garden is completely enclosed, they can come down anytime. So like me, like I'm extremely paranoid when it comes to my guinea pigs. So you know, that's why I don't do any of that. But anyways, um, that was the completely irrelevant story to guinea pigs fighting. But another reason uh, guinea pigs fight is when guinea pig has physical illness. When we are sick or we're hangry, you know, we fight or yeah. we pick a fight right so same for guinea pigs if they're you know have, if they have some sort of discomfort then they will be cranky and start the fight i don't know if you've ever seen those videos where um these i don't know if they're farmers but they're like cleaning like um hooves of like um cows and stuff oh. there's this one guy that was like cleaning the hoof of like a bull and he was saying that this bull was like very like i'm sure bulls are already like kind of aggressive but this bull was like very like more aggressive than usual and it was because he had like this very long like nail in his like hoof and he, mm. he took it out and then after that he was like less cranky. Mm. So I feel like that kind of makes sense. Like if you're like in pain or if you're sick, you're obviously gonna be more like irritable than usual. Um, if you have a guinea pig like uh, peanut, like the mood also depends on how clean the cage is. I spot clean every day, right? And like I wash the liners, let's say once a week. Then she's usually crankier when I when there's more poop around, mm -hmm. and then she's usually more mild manner when there's no poop on the liner. Yeah. And also she's also more mild mannered and happier when it's a new liner that's freshly laundered mm -hmm. versus almost one week old liner. 
that kind of helps too when you're trying to meet two guinea pigs for the first time it's always a good idea to make sure it's clean no urine smell no poop nothing that's going to get them to be angry um the next the reason why guinea pigs could be fighting is because guinea pigs aren't like paired correctly. More often than not, when you get more than one guinea pig, they kind of have to be, like you can't just put them together right away. They kind of have to be like bonded. There's like a process for that. Right, so you, technically you're supposed to quarantine them first for two weeks because there's a possibility the new guinea pigs has some sort of contagious disease. So you kind of have to watch um, the guinea pigs for uh, guinea pigs condition for a couple weeks, one to two weeks, to see if that guinea pig is healthy. Once you're sure they're healthy, you kind of put them together. But there's a way to help them bond before you even put them together. So when you quarantine them, you know there's obviously let's say two weeks one one week or two weeks you have like uh, two cages kind of separated away from each other so they don't get you know transmitted right okay. but once you're sure they're okay you can put them together for a couple days maybe one day two day three days where two cages is next to each other and there's only wall dividing between them that way they will get used to you know each other's smell Right? This will cause them to less fight because they're more familiar with the another party. But you know, without any of these processes, there's there are more processes you know other than this. But if you don't do any of this, and if you introduce a guinea pig to an environment this another guinea pig is already familiar with, then this guinea pig is going to register the other guinea pig as interfering and trying to take over his territory. And you have to make sure you go through the correct. Um, on the process for new guinea pigs. And we actually have a blog about that, so we can probably link it in the description. Another thing too is try not to mix like uh, male-female. Always make sure it's female-female, male-male when you like pair your guinea pigs together. Some, some people would ask me, can I just get a male and female guinea pig and I get a male neutered or female space, right, so they don't have babies, but that's also highly discouraged. Guinea pig is so fragile and they're such a small animal that any kind of surgery and even anesthesia itself that has a potential to never have guinea pig ever wake up again. Yeah. So people don't recommend to neuter right. guinea pigs? Right. People, do people still do that? or like, like... People, I, I, have, I, I have seen some people do that still. But, you know, like from a vet's point of view, I would say a lot of the vets will also tell them, hey, try not to do it. But, you know, if the owner has already set his mind and has to do it, then there isn't much the veterinary doctor can do because he's just going to go to another vet and do it anyway. I guess another, uh, the fourth reason for guinea pigs to get into fight is a small cage. Um, the story I told you about before, you know, dumpling and peanut. You know, dumpling. That hierarchy was set when tofu jumped on dumpling, right? Dumpling yeah. automatically became number three. But even after that, right? Like peanut and dumpling will always kind of quarrel a little, like time to time. Dumpling will never mess with tofu. But um, so and peanut was so stressed. It wasn't really about dumpling, but it was about peanut. So and as soon as dumpling was kind of added to the mix uh, when I used to live in Chicago. Um, peanut would con constantly chew on the bar 
after dumpling was added mm -hmm. and then she would like rumble strut even though it's like she would always rumble strut like more than often like longer than often mm -hmm. right so it was kind of very apparent that she's not happy at that time i think my cage was three by five cnc cage with two by three um loft which is actually bigger than i think most people's guinea pig cage anyway for three guinea pigs but um you know pino was obviously not happy so i was thinking okay pino maybe just needs more space right so kind of the same um same approach that i do these days I made another island under my computer desk with the cage and liner setup so that they and then it would they will free room where they can free room between the cage, the same cage that I told you about just now, and uh, under the desk and then they would travel between uh, by car through the carpet. Yeah. As soon as that happened, uh, Peanut never ever chewed on the CNC cage ever again. When people say you know, guinea, my guinea pig has an enough space because I have two by six, which is is recommended, you know, space for two guinea pigs or even more. For some guinea pigs, it might be an enough space, right? But for some guinea pigs, if you're greedy like Peanut, you know, it's not enough. You know, some some guinea pigs are more greedy than the other. Some guinea they pigs need are, more space. Yeah, they need more space. They're more independent. I don't know what it is, but you know, some some guinea pigs need more space. You ever had to like share a room with a sibling? Yeah. I had to share with my sibling till like I was almost like 15 and then we moved and then um, we all had our own rooms but I feel like when I had to share a room I was always like fighting with my sister because because she's like younger than me and then like obviously you have to like you don't have no personal space you don't have like no room to breathe so once we had our own rooms you know then we kind of were like more at ease I guess because we had our own space but same thing like I feel like it kind of makes sense a little did, bit. Did you ever... Did your sister ever steal your clothes and... Oh, yeah, she still does that. Even when I go <laughs> home to visit... Wait, that's my clothes. I know, she's probably watch this and be like, no, that. Was she kind of often, like, mimic you? Yes. Yeah. Like Especially when you're kids. Like yeah. that, that's a lot of... What having, like, a younger sibling is like... I'm the younger sibling, and then I have a sister, right? So, I have an older sister. You'd borrow her clothes? No. <laughs> <laughs> So as a younger sibling, like you always fight with your older sister, but you kind of always kind of look up to her. Yeah. Right. So whenever she does something, it feels really cool. Right. So I'm like two years younger than my sister. So whatever she does at her age is kind of two years earlier for me. So it's not fit for what I would do. Yeah. Right. So you kind of follow her around and if I do what she does and then she would get so angry about it. Stop. Like this yeah. isn't yours. This isn't what you're supposed to do. And then I think guinea pig's the same. I know dumpling's older, but you know how peanut was the alpha? Yeah. Dumpling would always follow peanut around. And peanut would get so angry about it. <laughs> but dumpling only does that because peanut knows exactly where the food is. Mm -hmm. Peanut knows where, like what kind of sign and what, if I'm doing something in the room and then when I'm kind of getting, I'm not even at the fridge or anything but when I kind of think, oh okay, they need veggie and I kind of get up, Peanut knows. She knows like, okay, there's veggie coming. And then she would like weak, weak, weak and then like Dumpling would weak with her. So Dumpling would always follow her but Peanut would get so annoyed. And I think it's the same thing for guinea pigs That makes too. sense. But when Peanut first passed away, 
tofu wouldn't even deal with dumpling. I think dumpling was feeling more lonely than tofu mm -hmm. because dumpling always used to follow peanut. Yeah. So I think the, because dumpling was kind of feeling lonely, she was always like sleeping right next to tofu and always follow around. Aww. And tofu would like kind of walk away and then like when dumpling is about to follow her, she would like kind of do that, like kind of scare dumpling away. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, walk away. Like the way you do with like people when you're scared and you're like this. <laughs> so, tofu likes her space, huh? Tofu really likes her space. She, she doesn't like anyone. The last reason is the boredom and unhappiness. If you're if you're bored, you're gonna be unhappy. Actually, can you be bored and happy at the same time? I mean, I wish I, I I can be bored sometime. You wish you could be bored? Yeah. So I mean, I don't have to do anything. Yeah. I'm like trying to like put it together in my head like Like when you're so busy all the time, you wish you just Didn't have anything to do Didn't have to think about anything I guess that makes sense, anymore. yeah But for animals, I think um, it's different, right? It's always good to get them mentally stimulated all the time mm -hmm. And I know the- I, I can tell you from my personal experience with dumpling That providing excitement in their life is extremely important Dumpling, when I first adopted her she wasn't very smart and she wasn't very active whenever there is something you're supposed to react to it right react to it to your own benefit so let's say i have a treat then peanut would climb to get it right or signal that i want it or mm -hmm. weak so that she wants it but dumpling didn't have much of those responses right and then peanut was and tofu were significantly healthier because Let's say when they were going up a small step, it, was, it wasn't even big and they were all very young, right? But um, it was only like two inches. Peanut would go up like super easily, right? Tofu too, even though tofu's heavier weight. Dumpling wouldn't even be able to jump. She didn't, she didn't know how to stand up, she didn't know how to jump, she didn't know how to react much. But that's mostly because when Dumpling was in the uh, rescue foster home, mm -hmm. she was kind of old. So she didn't have much to interact with and then because you know foster homes like foster home parents they do their best to make sure they get fed and whatever right but because they have like so many guinea pigs they don't have time to concentrate on like a single or two guinea pigs all the time right but it only took one month it only took one month when, until dumpling was able to stand she would run and she would jump she would do all these stuff that peanut would do and tofu would do just by following them around and doing stuff um, one of the things that we you know that that's written down to you know encourage is like the floor time right um if you don't free roam like i do then make sure they guinea pigs get enough floor time every day 30 minutes to an hour you don't have to do something fancy but make sure you interact with them bond with them a nice big space for them to like pace right Right, and also um, it's in one of our posts about um, keeping them excited, but let's say you have a crunch condo, right? You can always decide that crunch condo to be at a single place. Yeah, that's acceptable, right? But all you have to do is just spin them around or move them from here to here, like 
every couple hours or like every day or change the position around so guinea pigs will figure out the new pos new position of everything so if you have had like two Heidi's one in this corner and this corner try to switch it up move it around and that's going to also help them you know help stimulate it doesn't take much effort always make sure they have a lot of toys to play with um, Heidi's um, within their guinea pig cage and um, Make sure that you're feeding them vegetables, hand-feeding them vegetables. Like you said, hand-feeding veggies, hand-feeding treats like pea flake, mm -hmm. those are really great thing to do because when, let's say, you know, you can always train them to stand up, you can train them to do a round, you can train them to step on your hand. You know, those, are, those three are probably one of the easiest tricks to teach your guinea pig. Now you can definitely do that with a treat and that in itself is almost like um their their iq booster almost so always keep them stimulated do whatever possible to um do whatever you can in order to keep them happy so uh, if they if your guinea pigs are fighting if they're showing unhappiness there there's always a reason they're doing it so try to find out why they're doing it and then get to the root of the problem and solve it that's always what we recommend uh thanks everyone for listening to this episode um See you guys next week. All right, bye. Bye.